Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630-CHAD. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Richard Love save! Mike Smith, a game saver! And he got run over by Zach Cassian. He's like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Riley. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game! My message today is we're trying to win. One-timer score! Leon Dreisler on right no game. And now we're going to have a goalie for action. This is NHL overtime. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Shed. This is Oilers Now, going a little bit of old school with Kiss from back in the day. Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Lots to get to today. We'll tell you that uh, special thanks to Angie Quinnell, who's pinch hitting today for Brendan Escott. we got a jam-packed edition of the show today. Uh, we're going to get to our top story, our audio vault, uh, NHL Today, all in the first half hour of the show. Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for our friends at the River Cree Resort Casino today at 1235. The uh, Edmonton Oil Kings general manager, Kurt Hill, we haven't had a chance to talk with him for a while. Uh, what is the status right now of junior hockey? I know in Quebec they're getting up and after it. Western Hockey League is looking at a later start. Uh, the Oil Kings were poised to go on an extended run last year. They have many of their top players back this year. Uh, Jake Neighbors, a 2020 draft eligible. Dylan Gunther, who's going to end up being a top 10 pick in the 2021 NHL draft, as well as Sebastian Kosa, goaltender, uh, who'll likely be a second or third round pick in that draft year. Kurt Hill coming up today at 105. And every Friday on Oilers now, uh, throughout the pandemic, and uh, into uh, the return to play. Jack Michaels, my play-by-play partner on the Oilers Radio Network, joins us, and he'll join us today at 1.35. Now, you can reach us on our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. The River Cree is back up and at them with over 1,350 slot machines and multiple dining options, including the brand-new 
Italia. The River Creek Resort and Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. A reminder, you can text us at 780-496-0063. The Ashley Five Floors text line. Ashley Five Floors ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. We're on Twitter. At Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. And, uh, again, Brendan S. Scott, uh, big part of the show, uh, is available at Brendan with two E's, Scott with two T's. We go right into the top story. We got a pair of game sevens. It's going to be a beauty. Uh, full credit to the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, last night, uh, today's top story brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, home of no payments and no interest for one year. Yes, indeed. All that happened last night, 48 save performance from Thatcher Demko. How about the position the Canucks are in and Canucks fans? I mean, Vancouver's got a good young team. We know that. Now, they're not paying the freight right now for their top couple players, which reminds me a bit of Edmonton's situation back in 16-17 when McDavid and Drysaddle were still on their ELCs at that time. Obviously, Quinn Hughes, uh, Elias Pettersson, who's a wonderful player, they're both on uh, – ELCs. Uh, Jacob Markstrom, who's going to be a hot commodity in the free agent market. It might be a tough year for some of the forward free agents, but the top couple of goaltenders are going to get paid. Markstrom's been nicked up, and Thatcher Demko has been brilliant. He's won him back-to-back uh, starts, 48 saves. He'll be, uh, I would assume, going again tonight. Who's going to play for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights? For me... I would start Marc-Andre Fleury. Robin Lehner's dropped three games in this series. Uh, Fleury uh, got a win in his only start. I know that Lehner had better uh, numbers during the course of the back half of the season, but uh, I'd be starting Fleury uh, tonight for Vegas. Very interesting decision for Peter DeBoer and reinforcing that sometimes when you come in as a new coach or a new manager, you want to go with kind of your guys. And the Kelly McCrimmon acquired uh, Robin Lehner from the Chicago Blackhawks as Chicago didn't think they were going to make the playoffs, they eventually uh, got into the return to play in a qualifier spot, knocked off the Edmonton Oilers. It was a very disappointing loss uh, for anybody that's associated with the Oilers organization and for all the fans as well. Uh, but Laner has seen the bulk of the action so far. But for me, I go to Flurry tonight in Game 7. We'll wait and see what ultimately uh, happens. And, and, and for that matter, if Vegas, like it's not out of the route. Vancouver has a quick, fast, young team. They're deep right now because of how they're – think of the criticism that occurred last year. We were at the NHL draft in late June in Vancouver, and the Canucks traded away their 2021st-round uh, draft choice for JT Miller. Well, that trade has worked, and JT Miller added to a group that included the likes of uh, Pedersen and Besser up front. Uh, Bo Horvat, who's a very good second-line center, and gave Vancouver a little bit of depth, and then they've got some support players that contribute in different roles as well. Uh, and again, in part because they're not paying big-time coin uh, for Pedersen and Hughes. That'll be coming down the road. Uh, but Vancouver has got a little bit of depth themselves. A lot of I picked Vegas to win the series. Frankly, I'm stunned it's gone seven, especially since Vancouver was down 3-1. Full credit to the Vancouver Canucks, who, dare I say, you know what, I'll throw this up there in our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Um, this is a different type of Canucks team than the one that was around 2010 and 11. And I mean, those teams were not likable teams. You know, they had guys like Maxim Lapierre chirping at guys, and Kessler was on that team, and Bieksa, who's done a terrific job as an analyst with Sportsnet, uh, played with a degree of uh, derision to his opponents out on the li- uh, on the ice. But this Canucks squad, I think, is a little bit easier to like. It's been an interesting... And Vegas, 
has got some older players that do a little bit of yapping out on the ice, too. So this will be really intriguing. I think Vegas has got the better team, but Vancouver is absolutely poised to pull off the upset. Uh, Vegas has dramatically outshot the Canucks in all three losses that Vegas has had in the series. The other game, 7 tonight, is part of our top story again for legacy heating and cooling. Home of no payments and no interest for one year. Dallas and Colorado, that game actually takes place at 2 o'clock Edmonton time. So Dallas and Colorado at 2, Vancouver and Vegas at 7. Dallas has got to get more discipline. They're older veteran players at times. Frankly, they played... stupid hockey and stretches and it's it's been a little bit befuddling to watch uh michael hutchinson has uh, become a story for colorado nathan mckinnon's obviously a wonderful player the abs can skate and they're down a couple bodies like they're, they're down two goaltenders they're down eric johnson on defense they don't have don's going calvert who are useful nhl forwards that bring a little bit of speed up front but they've been by far the better team the last two games. And they, too, are completely capable of coming back from 3-1 down. So that's our uh, top story in Canada. Our big, it was obviously the Game 7s, especially if you're in the Edmonton hub. The biggest story in Europe, I don't know if you've seen this, but Lionel Messi, the star from Barcelona, uh, there was an activation clause of... $700 million for him to be transferred. This, I mean, Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo have basically been the two most dominant players in soccer over the last decade. And uh, Ronaldo left Real Madrid a couple of years ago and went to Juventus. And Messi, conversely, in a situation where he wanted to leave. And a report this morning uh, through Goal magazine that Messi has come to the realization that he's going to have to stay and play out his final year before going free transfer next year. It is a massive story over in Europe right now. It also reinforces never have your father as your agent. That's the one thing that I would suggest based on the handling and the occurrence of the last week. All right, into the orders now. Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directwear.com. One of the things that we're seeing, uh, think of the four teams that are still in it in the Western Conference. Dallas has got Miro Heishkin and uh, the Colorado Avalanche have Kale McCarr. The Vancouver Canucks have Quinn Hughes, um, Shea Theodore for Vegas. Young guns are gunning on the defense, making plays. A uh, different type of defenseman uh, needed, and I assert to you that the Oilers need a different dimension with their defense as well. They've got some similar guys, decent defensemen, but maybe lacking higher-end offensive upside. Here's Louis DeBrusque yesterday on uh, sort of in a roundabout way, talking a bit about Bouchard and Broberg, but also about what some of the young guns can do. You don't know yet, Bob. Honestly, right. I mean, look at Shea Theodore, as you mentioned. It took him a little while to kind of mature. You always knew he was going to be a good defenseman, but, I mean, he really he took a big step last year, and he took a huge step this year. I mean, it was just, you know, he was a completely different animal. And Alec Martinez coming over yeah. um, from the Los Angeles Kings is the perfect deep partner for him. Like, it's perfect. But, but here's the thing. <clears throat> I think that the one thing you touched on that you and I have talked about, I'm, I'm all for giving youth the taste. You have to find out what you have, and the only way you can and find out if a player is going to be able to excel at the NHL level is by giving them games. It's by letting them get in there and feel it out and understanding what it's going to be. Sometimes they're going to jump right in, and they're going to be better players at the National Hockey League level than they are on the American Hockey League level, just for whatever reason. The structure of it, the, the fact that they can play at that pace at a higher pace than most players, and sometimes the AHL can be more scrambly. I, I've told you this before. Playing in the American Hockey League sometimes can be tougher, especially on defense, because of the, it's scramblier. There's just more mistakes that are made, and 
and you have to adjust to those mistakes. Whereas at the NHL level, the responsibilities are set in stone. And I think that for some players, and especially cerebral players that like that, to be able to have clean lines and outlet passes and make sure people are in the right position when they get the puck, it's easier for them to play at the National Hockey League level because of that. It's just it's just a simpler game in that regard. Um, and But here's the thing. You have to give them opportunity, and I do agree with giving them a taste. Giving them a taste, see how they do. If they don't do well, okay, it's time to go back, work on your game, and then give them a taste again. And I think you're going to start to see that more and more in the National hockey because of the way young players have jumped in and just been so successful but also there you go that's Louis DeBras from yesterday's edition of orders now so we're talking just a bit about uh the order is going to have to change the dynamic on defense i think that's a given i know that uh, brian lawton has talked about the fact that it's his belief that two of the orders top four will be gone uh he could see that happening i think we, one would make sense but there's a new age defenseman, and that defenseman can transition the puck. Better at transitioning, the less time you have to play in your own zone. Brian Burke was also part of Truculent Thursday yesterday. I point blank asked him, would you trade the 2020 uh, first-round pick the Oilers have? That's the 14th overall pick for Darcy Camper of the Arizona Coyotes. There's reports the Coyotes want to shave a little bit of salary. Of course, they've already traded away their number one to New Jersey as part of the Taylor Hall trade. Um they also do not have a number one next year. Here's Brian Burke. Yeah, I, I would look at that for sure, but I, I can't imagine Arizona is interested in trading Darcy Kemper, even for a first-round pick. Yeah. And, well, and, and, and keep in mind, the cap is flat for two years, but it's going to be for five years, not two. And there are going to be a number of teams that don't get near the cap this year. So it's going to be moving money. It's easy to say, well, they could move this guy, move that guy. Moving guys that make any kind of money is going to be extremely difficult. That's Brian Burke. And again, we'll wait to see what happens with the Oilers' goaltending situations. I mean, Koskinen had a 9.17 save percentage in the regular season. Those are decent numbers. But for a lot of you, he wasn't good enough in the playoffs. I'll say it. He wasn't good enough. He'd be the first to tell you he's got to make more saves. Uh, I'd certainly assign two goals against the the five-on-three power play goal that Chicago scored. He was swimming, and then the game-winning goal in game four. Uh, great shot by Kubelik. he tell you, with Koskinen, he's got to have that. No, yesterday I put out on Twitter uh, something that I brought up uh, with Brian Lawton as well a couple days ago uh, about the potential of a Pugliarvi for Henrik Borgstrom trade, and, and the concept is simple. Henrik Borgstrom and, yes, the Pugliarvi are both represented uh, by Marcus Lato, who uh, was with Acme when Bill Zito helped start that puppy up back in the mid-1990s. Uh, and Bill Zito is now the GM of the Florida Panthers. There are some people out there that believe that, yes, the Pugliarvi should just be uh, ordained as Connor McDavid's first-line right wing. Most of you don't feel that way. Most of you think he's got to earn uh, that right. Uh, I, I'm one of those guys, and I just look at the situation. Borgstrom, for me, uh, put it this way, a year ago, there's no way Florida would have done that deal. I don't even think they do that now, to be honest, because Borgstrom's a center. I, I know a lot of you are really high on Poliarvi. To me, we're now in the show-me-state phase with yes to Poliarvi. I still like him as a player, uh, but he's going to have to come back and earn it. Uh, and I do think, for the record, he'll be back in North America this year. All right, uh, that is our Oilers Now Audio Vault, brought to you by Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. When we come back, we'll get to NHL Today for elite promotional marketing. You're listening to Oilers Now, and it's 1222 in Edmonton. 
This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. And it's 1225 at Edmonton. NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromotionalMarketing.com. So we talked about the fact two games, sevens tonight. Dallas and the Colorado Avalanche. 28 years between Game 7s for Dallas head coach Rick Bonas. Longer than nearly half of his team have been alive. Of the 23 players who skated for Dallas in the playoffs, 11 were born after Rick Bonas' first Game 7 back in 1992. Let's see, 1992. Oilers won three rounds in 92. The pipeline, remember the pipeline? Bernie Nichols? Joe Murphy, Vincent Domfus, those guys were pretty good. Mur- Murphy had a huge playoff run that year. Obviously, uh, TSN did a terrific job. I believe that was Rick Westhead uh, trying to find Joe Murphy, and he's uh, had some uh, challenges uh, since his retirement. Uh, the other game, 7 tonight, we talked about it, Vancouver. And the Vegas Golden Knights, Eric Francis, just tweeting out a couple moments again out of Calgary. Last six NHL games have been won by teams facing elimination using goaltenders making their NHL playoff debuts this season. Michael Hutchinson, Carter Hart, and Thatcher Demko. That trio has posted a collective 6-0 record with a 1.77 goals against average and a 950 SVP. Hutchinson for uh, Colorado. Uh, I would assume against Anton Hudobin for the Dallas Stars. Last night, Carter Hart, Philadelphia, I got to tell you, I hate the way they play. Now, and I'll be completely frank with you, I, I was not a big fan of the Flyers back in the 70s and the 80s. Uh, I was an Eric Lindros fan. If you've listened to the show, you know that. But the Flyers right now, it's it's rope-a-dope hockey. The Islanders are just pounding them. And Carter Hart on short park has been brilliant in goal. The Flyers have won three overtime games in that series. And the Islanders have pretty much taken it to Philly through long stretches of that series. Still think the Islanders ultimately are going to win. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, I absolutely hate the idea that skill players need to earn a spot by slugging it out on the third and fourth lines. My response to that would be, Pugliarvi's already had a window to uh, be in a skilled spot. And he didn't make it count. So this is a little bit different. Then he didn't like the way it was going, so he went back to Europe for a year. He can play his way up there. Denis Gurianov, look at him. Talented first-round draft choice, looking like a player for the Stars. He's not playing on the first line. There are people out there, they should just bring Magnus, or uh, Magnus PRV. Yes, so pull Yarby back, and he should just be with McDavid right from the get-go. Uh, well, if he comes back, he's unbelievable in preseason and unbelievable at the start of the year. Then he gets an opportunity to move up and play there. But I just can't, I just, and again, part of it's because he's kind of already been given that window. Like, to me, he's got to kind of earn that respect with his teammates. It's not just a coaching situation. Uh, Rick and Jasper says, Bob, would a Anthony, Andreas Athanasiu for Max Domi trade make any sense? Uh no, and I'll tell you why. Because you have to be pragmatic. Andreas Athanasiu needs to be qualified at $3 million, and the Oilers have a limited amount of cap space. When they made the trade, the, the, the thought was that the cap would be $85, $86 million. Instead, it's flat at $81.5. Uh, I, I don't see that happening. Montreal is going to want to get something for Max Domi. Uh, but I do not. I mean, the Oilers couldn't, as it stands right now, Edmonton couldn't sign Max Domi. And that's part of the reason why that doesn't make sense. Again, you can uh, 
Text us at 7804960063. Adam texts the show to say, Pulyarvi goes where he fits. It's as simple as that. All right. 1229 in Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers when we return. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.